but it was hard to get her smile, that look of challenge she'd always given him. Still, it was all he had. He kissed the portrait, folded it, and tucked it into his shirt. Something would go wrong with the plan, he could feel it. He knew if he walked out that door, somebody was going to die. But he'd made a promise. He put the Kingsville map in the Bible and set it on the desk where the guards were sure to find it. Then he went to join Zeke on the walkway. After child time, Pablo and his cousin Luis were hanging out on the rec yard, trying to avoid Hermandad Pistoleros Latinos. The HPL didn't like Pablo and Luis getting all religious when they could have been dealing for the homeboys. Luis tried to joke about it, but he still had bruises across his rib cage from the last time the Canales had cornered him. Pablo figured if they didn't get out of Floresville soon, they'd both end up in cardboard coffins. Out past the guard towers and the double line of razor wire fence, the hills hummed with cicadas, lightning pulsed in the clouds. Every morning, Pablo tried to imagine Floresville State Pen was a motel. He came out of Pod C and told himself he could check out any time, get on the road, drive home to El Paso where his wife would be waiting. She'd hug him tight, tell him she still loved him. She'd read his letters and forgiven the one horrible mistake that had put him in jail. After twelve long months inside, the dream was getting hard to hold on to. That would change today. He and Luis stood at the fence, chatting with their favorite guard, a Latina named Gonzales, who had breasts like mortar shells, gold-rimmed glasses, and a wispy mustache that reminded Pablo of his grandmother. "'You want to see fireworks tonight, miss?' Luis grinned. Gonzales tapped the fence with her flashlight, reminding him to keep his feet behind the line. "'Why, you got plans?' "'Picnic!' Luis told her. Few beers, patriotic stuff, miss. Come on. Pablo should have told him to shut up, but it was harmless talk. You looked at Luis, that pudgy face, boyish smile, and you knew he had to be joking. Back home in El Paso, Luis had always been the favorite at family barbecues. He held the piñata for the kids, flirted with the women, got his cheeks pinched by the abuelitas. He was Tio Luis, the fun one, the nice one. Wouldn't hurt a fly. That's why Luis had to shoot someone whenever he robbed an appliance store. Otherwise, the clerks didn't take him seriously. No picnic for me, Officer Gonzalez said. Got a promotion? Won't see you vatos anymore. Ah, miss, Luis said. Where are you going? Never mind, my last day today. You're going to miss the fireworks, Luis coaxed, and the beer. A hand came down on the scruff of Luis's neck. Will Sturman was standing there with his cellmate, Zeke. Sturman wasn't a big man, but he had a kind of wiry strength that made other cons nervous. One reason he'd gotten his nickname, The Ghost, was because of the way he fought. Fast, slippery, and vicious. He'd disappear, hit you from an angle you weren't expecting. Disappear again before your fists got anywhere close. Pablo knew this firsthand. Another reason for Sturman's nickname was his skin. 
No matter how much time Sturman spent in the sun, he stayed pale as a corpse. His shaved hair made a faint black triangle on his scalp, an arrow pointing forward. Compadres, Sturman said. You about ready for chapel? Luis's shoulders stiffened under the gringo's touch. Yeah, Brother Sturman. Sturman met Pablo's eyes. Pablo felt the air crackle. They were the two alpha wolves in the gospel ministry. They could never meet without one of them backing down, and Pablo was getting tired of being the loser. He hated that he and Luis had put their trust in this man, this gringo of all gringos. He felt the weight of the shank, a sharpened cafeteria spoon taped to his thigh, and he thought how he might change today's plans, his plans, until Sturman had joined the ministry and taken over. He calmed himself with thoughts.